0: Greetings and salutations to everyone here listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs, and welcome to a very special episode of the show. What's so special about it, besides the fact that I finally got my voice back? Um, well, it is a special episode because of who is on the episode. I was originally going to save this episode for March During our tribute to Trauma Pictures, but I felt in spirit of the holiday season, I couldn't sit on this. So it is my pleasure to present to you now my very candid, fun, and fanboyish interview with the one and only Lloyd Kaufman.
1: You are now listening to Cult Cinema Categories. These films exist...
0: There, and thank you very much for joining us on this very special episode of Colt Cinema Catacombs. We're doing something a little different for you guys this episode. I know usually you expect to hear us talk about a film or anything, but I have a very special treat for everybody. Um, I had the opportunity to meet this man earlier in 2022 and never expected to get his contact information I handed it to me I took a chance and sure enough I have him here on the show ladies and gentlemen without further ado the one the only Lloyd Kaufman
2: well hello, hello to Roy Buckingham thank you very much <laughs> uh, I wish you all the best of whatever season this is
0: Thank you. Yeah, we're in our fourth season actually of this show, so uh,
2: congratulations.
0: Thank you very much, and and again, thank you for this opportunity. It's 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 very exciting, and I like I said, I had absolutely no idea that I was going to get your contact information, when it happened, because I was there at the Texas Theater to see uh, hashtag uh, Shakespeare Shit Show uh, there.
2: How was hashtag? And- Shakespeare shitstorm. I
0: it loved was. it. Oh no, my god.
2: god. It was a full house, uh, but I didn't get to talk to too many people. go yes. were okay.
0: It did. Yes, I mean, I, 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 I want to talk a little bit more def, in depth uh later on. Yes, definitely, because I just loved the thing completely.
2: Hashtag uh, Shakespeare shitstorm. Hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. You yeah. loved that movie?
0: I actually did. Yes, I was, I was. Oh cracking up, especially since I was not only familiar with the subject matter, but the way you depicted Ariel in the film, I about fell out of my chair. Um, <laughs> when she came out, I went, oh, I'm dead. That, that was the minute I fell in love with the film was when that happened.
2: <laughs> Got you at Ariel. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was like, I was having fun then, and then all of a sudden here she comes out, and I went, oh, God, yeah, uh, okay, okay this film won me over i know exactly what i'm in for
2: now and, uh, amanda is uh, the woman who played ariel she is a brilliant actress and she's oh. fearless you know i told yes. her there the were lipstick all over her face and all that and she was uh, totally uh, into it you know she's uh, not afraid mm-hmm. it's she that- yeah. <laughs> she, i thought she handled the song she sings that song about being the top crack uh, chop
1: uh, uh,
2: uh what's it, uh, top crack whore yes <laughs> top crack whore and uh, she sings it beautifully just right you know funny as hell and uh, anyway i sh- shouldn't
0: yeah so yeah the way she committed to the role is what sold it because i mean if you're going to be that you know off the wall with it you, you definitely have to commit and she definitely did them that moment and then also you know i'm i'm liberal-minded but that whole snowflake moment that happened with the with the parody of the bat symbol was another <laughs> moment i almost fell it's out of my chair cracking up
2: <laughs> that snowflake signal comes yes on. oh my god i love that yeah they love that
0: yeah, yeah we we I, I think we were close to giving it a standing ovation i mean we were all clapping when it happened but uh, yeah just so lots of, the movie is filled for for those who have not had a chance to see it yet the the film is loaded with a lot of moments like that where they just You think nothing else can come out of left field, and the next thing you know, here comes something
2: else from left field.
0: It's just nonstop. Thank you. You got it.
2: it. And uh, uh, in March, oddly enough, uh, I'm coming back to uh, several Texas cities, and uh, I believe I'm going to be bringing with me Liam Reagan, R-E-G-A-N, the director and writer of uh, Eating Mrs. Campbell.
0: Yes, I just saw the trailer for that and I can't wait to see that one also. I was like I think the uh, channel's going to play it. Too. Oh, great, great. Yeah, we we are huge fans of Trauma now, just to let you know. Um and we've been promoting it like crazy on the podcast. Uh, I, I was when I heard it was announced, I was actually happy because Trauma films were the films that I watched that the, the only one that my Parents tolerated. <laughs> what, what's the first Toxic Avenger? But everything else, my parents were like, "What are you watching? What is this crap you're watching?" And, and, uh,
2: they let you watch it. Uh, they knew. They knew it was. Uh, they didn't,
0: my they parents knew. got a it kick out of, the, like, out of the first yeah. Toxic Avenger, but yeah, other than that, they were like. Oh, why are you watching this? Why are you watching this, this, this? The one that they couldn't stand the most was Class of Newcomb High. <laughs> so. no,
2: they're using psychology on you. They're telling you don't. I used to tell my kids, don't you even think of reading Tom, jo- uh, Tom Swift, uh, Tom, uh, what the hell, Tom Sawyer. Don't even think of reading Tom Sawyer. It's disgusting. And they would all run and read it. Mm hmm. Uh, they're doing the same thing with you. They want you to see Classic Newcomer. You've got the <laughs> best parents I've ever heard
0: of. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there are some questions I, I do want to ask. Of course, I want to get into, you know, the history of Troma and everything. But sure. bef- before we get into that, there's some things that I, I thought I knew everything about you. And I, I come came up with some things. I was like, wait a minute. W- w- what? That I was shocked with. Oh. So I, I want to run these by with you real quick. Uh, first yes. and foremost... Is it true that you're technically in the Museum of Modern Art?
2: No, not okay. a chance. But they premiered uh, one of our movies uh, not too long ago. Return to, return to, no, they they premiered Return to Nukumai. Okay. Yeah, and they and then uh, uh, a year or so later they had a special Shakespeare festival, uh, Breaking Bard. And uh, Tromeo and Juliet uh, was the biggest draw in that uh, Shakespeare festival.
0: Nice.
2: And uh, uh, Leonard DiCaprio and uh, it was the biggest one in terms of uh, the most people that they had to turn away.
0: Wait, Leonardo DiCaprio was actually there for Tromeo and Juliet? Oh, who's that? Was 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 Leonardo DiCaprio actually there in attendance for Tromeo and Juliet?
2: He, wishes he, he <laughs> wishes he was there. His movie was shown, our movie was shown at four o'clock, Tromeo and Juliet by James Gunn. Uh-huh. It was shown at four o'clock. The place was packed and uh-huh. the people couldn't get in. The security guard told me that it was the biggest group they ever had to turn away.
0: Wow!
2: After that came Leonardo DiCaprio's or whatever his name is, his version of Romeo and Juliet, which <laughs> stunk. And no, and there was hardly anybody there. And uh, and then the other one was Zeffirelli's uh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, wow. Uh, where at least you get to see, uh, if you have a remote control, you get to see uh, Olivia Hussey's uh, breast for one second. <laughs> if you or, one.
0: or as we like to say on the show, Olivia's Hussies. So, yeah.
2: But our... <laughs> our uh, <laughs> Uh, Romeo and Juliet by James Gunn uh, uh, was the big hit of the of the of the Romeo and Juliet section of the Museum of Modern Art.
0: That's awesome. And, and that's a fun film too. I mean, you could definitely see the 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 seeds of what would happen with James Gunn in that film. Um
2: yes. yes no that's question.
0: one of our personal favorites on the show, no, is that Dr. one definitely.
2: It better, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> He's, the best. he's such a nice guy no, I'm kidding we got along great and uh, uh, but it, uh, working at trauma ain't easy let me tell you that
0: Oh I can imagine I mean because I, I mean we love you know the, 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 you know promoting indie indie do-it-yourself outside of the box films and That's I can right. only imagine.
2: I was listening to you about the prepare so mm-hmm. I could prepare a new podcast is very important
0: thank you yeah we the, 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 the more we can get that's that's why we subtitle our show these films exist because we want you to know yeah these are out there go see this i you need to watch this and you know, support it and in some cases see it to believe it
2: yeah <laughs> well the people who go to see our movies in the theater as you have witnessed they know they're going to love hashtag shakespeare shitstorm or they know they're going to hate uh, Return to Return to Newcomb High, but they know they'll never forget uh, Romeo and Juliet or yeah. They'll have an adventure in the cinema. But uh, unfortunately, it's harder and harder to get theaters. So uh, any theaters that you know, please ask them to book, uh, not just hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, but uh, I just produced um, Mercedes the Muse's new movie, which uh, Divide and Conquer. Mm -hmm. It's a feminist, very strong feminist movie. If any feminist, if you have any feminist audience who want to see a good movie, uh, she's great. Then Brandon Bassam, who wrote Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. uh, He had some help from Shakespeare. Uh, He uh, has a new movie, which I produced called uh, The Final Beginning, Slashing Part Two, when we distribute Slashing One. And then uh, Liam Reagan, who's uh, been with us uh, working on our movies for at least 10 years, he, um, I met him at my Oxford University, that's not Mississippi, but England, my <laughs> Oxford uh, University uh, master class. He took a bus for eight hours to get there. Wow. Uh, and I appreciated that, so uh, I curried his favor, and he's been working on our movies. And uh, I just produced his film, uh, Eating uh, Mrs. Campbell. And Liam Reagan also made a movie. It's on, uh, I think it's on Troma now, called My Bloody Banjo, which is brilliant. Uh,
0: I love the titles. I th- that's what sells the films for me. Is I see these titles and I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to watch this just based on the title. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are some of the best advertisement for Troma films. I think is, is that you just read the title and you're like, yeah, I, I got to see what this is about here <laughs> and press play.
2: The good news is that Troma Now has very good word of mouth and getting great uptake. And uh, it's been around for about 15 years and suddenly it's starting to really grow. So thank you for helping us promote it because you got if, it. If Troma Now doesn't grow more, uh, I think uh, we're going to uh, grow less. in are going to be more rebound.
0: No, don't want that to happen. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I said, we... We're constantly talking about it on the show, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing in 2023 a, a tribute to Trauma, also because we, we've one, we feel it's long overdue after doing this show, and and secondly, yeah, we just want to help promote that streaming service because it's so much fun.
2: Well, that's great. Just you saying that has made me extremely happy. Just the idea that you say it's fun, which it is. It's just people don't know about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And we have no money to advertise anything. So even though we keep making movies, we don't really have any money to compete with the with the Macumba two hundred million dollar campaign or Mm -hmm. the Spielberg two hundred million dollar ad campaign. We can't can't compete. Yeah, but word of mouth
0: usually works. I I mean, because there's been, I mean, because I mean, you've had successes in the past as well, and. I mean, they may not have been like instant successes, but they've grown. Like uh, I know that you uh, produced Cannibal the Musical, which is a blast. Are, are you distributed Cannibal the Musical? And then, of course, um, the the movie that I'm covering for the the March episode, Terra Firmer. Oh,
2: um, great! That's a good one. My most personal film is Terra Firmer. Yes, there's a lot in it that's kind of uh, come true. So, uh, thank you. <laughs>
0: you got it. And of course, um, I, 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 um, finally had a chance to watch it. Thanks to the, the last drive-in with drove Bob when they, cause I'd never had a chance to see war. And so when Troma's war was finally shown, I was like, finally, I get to see this. And, uh, oh my God, I was just blown away by that one. <laughs> and being a child who grew up during the Reagan era, I caught all the references.
2: Good for you. Well, thank you. And, uh, uh trauma's war is on trauma now exclusively uh and terra too and uh you've got the great uh, trauma movies to uh, thank you you got it hey,
0: <laughs> now there's a couple of films that i've heard that you've been in, involved with and i'm curious to know what your involvement with them are uh first one of our favorite punchlines on this show my dinner with andre is that true Yes. Uh, wow. wow.
2: Louis Mal, uh loved comic books. And I met him through uh, uh, Stan Lee, I think. Oh, wow. And he needed a, uh, uh, Louis Mahl was in the Director's Guild.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: he needed a production manager who wouldn't charge anything uh, because there were only two actors in the movie. So there was mm-hmm. nothing to do. So, um, you know, I helped him out a little bit. And I signed stuff as a DG. I was in the Directors Guild of America, uh, which I soon uh, was, uh, from which I soon resigned. But uh, at any rate, I helped them out and uh, uh, took the production manager. Uh, i didn't I didn't do much for them, but it fulfilled mm. the Directors Guild because Louis was in the Directors Guild. And after it was over, I got into trouble. There were only two actors. <laughs> i I didn't realize one of them was not in the Screen Actors Guild so I had my name up at the Screen Actors Guild but that wasn't so bad because uh, Choma and my name have been up at the Screen Actors Guild for pretty much my whole career you know, posted and I'm in SAG they may have taken it down now because uh, times have changed Uh, they're more open-minded but Mm. uh, (laughs) that was I think we paid a fine or something oh wow whatever it was, it was all my fault
0: (laughs) Another film that I read that you were uh, involved with uh, was actually an Academy Award-winning movie, Rocky. What was your involvement with Rocky?
2: Well, um, I would—I uh, I was the sparring partner for uh, Sylvester Stallone, of course. <laughs> but uh, we used to wrestle too oh, those be, those in front of the fireplace. Oh <laughs> Well, how Oliver Reed of you? <laughs> no, John G. Abelson, who directed Rocky and also created uh, directed the Karate Kid, all mm-hmm. the Karate Kid movies, and uh, 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 is probably the most underrated American director in history because he didn't, uh, you know, walk the red carpet and all that. He did get an Oscar for Rocky, and he thanked me when he got his Oscar. But he wasn't into uh, Kim Kardashian kind of shit. And um, yeah, he was a great guy, and he uh, unfortunately died recently. But he—he, uh, uh, he, I worked on Joe, was my very first job uh, as a, uh, you know, what a book boy. And uh, I saw that Avelson was, uh, uh, you know, really had a had a a, a vision as a director uh, on Joe, which you ought to see. It's Peter Boyle, Susan Sarandon's first movie. Uh, uh, if I remember correctly, I get killed in it. But uh, I was just a booth boy, uh, toilet cleaner, whatever, production assistant, same thing. And uh, uh, but I uh, Avelson saw that I was devoted because I could see he was I knew he was talented. I have a talent for talent. You know, I have a talent for recognizing talent. And um, at that point, I didn't know I had that talent. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: But after Samuel Jackson, Oliver Stone, Trey Trey Parker and Matt Stone, uh, the Rolling Stones, uh, all the Stones. Uh, I, I do have James Gunn, Eli Roth, uh, Fergie. I have a talent for tra- uh, you know, talent. In uh, fact, hey. uh, Roy Buckingham. I, I put my money on <laughs> you. I put my money on him. Yeah.
0: Now, the other film that you're involved with, I mean, some of oh, my listeners may not is- know about it. Oh, wait, go ahead.
2: With Rocky, I didn't explain. Oh,
0: I thought you did. Okay, I thought you were a smart partner. Okay, go ahead. When it came time
2: to shoot Rocky, uh, uh, Avelson and Stallone wanted to shoot in Philadelphia, but the producers didn't have enough money to bring the union uh, people to Philadelphia. It was a very low budget because Stallone... Uh, was unknown. Avelson had had directed Joe, which was a huge hit, and then he directed Cry Uncle, which was also a huge hit. Yeah. Which you can see on the Troma now exclusively. Uh, and uh, um, uh, so I was, Troma and I were hired to do, uh, produce the Philadelphia parts of, of Rocky under radar of the unions. And, uh, and uh, uh, we used... Avelson's Cry Uncle crew, who already loved Avelson, uh, including Ralph Boda, who went on to uh, DP for uh, Saturday Night Fever. Uh, anyway, those guys, the Cry Uncle guys uh, and some trauma guys we threw in, they produced, uh, they uh, shot the all the Philadelphia stuff. And I uh, found all the locations and uh, I worked with the guy from the mayor's office that Stallone knew. And uh, uh, scared the shit, the whole thing scared the shit out of me because, I, I, you know, I, I was early in my career. So I wanted to do a good job. And I literally lived in Philadelphia uh, 24-7. And I, I got it done pretty much. And I took some behind-the-scenes movies, uh, which uh, uh, recently we discovered, and uh, uh, Super 8 movies. And uh, Avelson cut them down to about 15 minutes. And then he and I uh, 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 wrote some uh, narration and uh, we uh, we, uh, now we did a narration track and 20th Century Fox, who, who for some reason uh, put out the fourth, uh, the four or five. No, they put out all the Rockies. Yeah, right? they did. Yeah. Advertise my uh, home movies on it, and it was uh, one of the first times the Steadicam was used, and blah, 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 blah. So, uh, you know, considering I'm a little a little underground guy, Rocky and Saturday Night Fever were my my film school, <laughs> when you think about wow. it. You know, here I am, uh, uh, you know, everybody looks down on trauma, but I'm in fucking Rocky, the day <laughs> Thanked me on TV for billions of people. Saturday Night Fever. I've got a half-screen credit. I was very young, but there I am. You know. And uh, so go ahead and put down Trauma. But uh, not only have we been involved in two of the most iconic movies in American movie history, mm-hmm. but we got 50 years of Trauma. And slowly but surely, the mainstream are catching on. Toxic Avenger is being made into a 1000000000 dollar uh, reimagining by Legendary. Uh, Class yeah, of High that's
0: mind-blowing.
2: Yeah, that's very mind-blowing, but uh, thank the good Lord. And Class of Nukem High is, uh, has been optioned for a series. And, oh, uh, I did not know that, really. Slowly but surely, the mainstream catches on, but it takes them 30 years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, you'll be there to see it.
0: <laughs> awesome. That's good to hear about Nukem High also, because I love that film too. Mm-hmm. Now, the other one that um, like class of new your
2: parents didn't like it. Yeah, my parents hated it, quote unquote, hated it. So I told you reverse psychology. So Mm -hmm. you should thank them.
0: Now, another film, like I said, some of my listeners may know about it. They may not. But I personally love this movie. And I was I was kind of taken aback when I saw when I was revisiting it a few years ago and saw your name come up as producer for the film. And that's the final countdown with Kurt Douglas and and Martin Sheen. So how did you get involved with that one?
2: Well, uh, Kirk's son, Peter, who at the time was 19, he was developing a, uh, a a book called, I think it was called the final Countdown. I don't remember what it was called, but it, 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 uh, took place in another era and Peter changed it to World War II and hired a British writer whose name was David uh, Ambrose, David Ambrose, to write the script and uh, 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 Kirk financed it, the script that is.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, It took three or four years to get Kirk to agree to play the captain, (laughs) if I remember correctly. And it came down to a lunch We had lunch. No, I think we had breakfast at the hotel that he would stay in, which was it's its has a different name now, but I think it's condos. But it was a a boutique hotel. I'll remember it later. But anyway, he and Peter and I had lunch. And finally, I said to Kirk, you know, your son and and, uh, this has been going on for several years. You know, just say you're going to do it and then uh, let Peter go to work. And, and he, we kind of pinned him down. I don't think I was, I would never have talked to Kirk that way. Uh, but in essence, I was asking him, please commit. And once he committed, then uh, Stan Kamen at, uh, uh, at um, uh, the big uh, agency. I can't, I, I have so little connection with the mainstream. Uh, William Morris. Stan mm-hmm. was the William Morris uh, super agent at the time and I, I again i only looked at it from the sidelines uh, but it looked like stan Kamen was able to put a package together and then uh, we had a uh, 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 agent another agent sell foreign rights so that the movie uh, got the budget it needed and united artists was going to distribute it uh, and then of course united artists went bankrupt because yeah. of- uh chamina movie and uh <laughs> and uh final countdown the theaters that final countdown got in 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 the u s were worse than uh, squeeze play our movie which was playing <laughs> we were even playing united artists theaters in uh in our new york area <laughs> we had a stronger theater break i think than final countdown but wow. <laughs> but in other countries where they had pre-bought the rights, like Spain, mm-hmm. it was huge, huge in in Europe. And Witt Stillman, who's a very talented uh, uh, independent director, Metropolitan and uh, uh, others, uh, uh, I'm on one of his uh, uh, his Metropolitan DVD, he uh, uh, he wrote me because he was living in Spain and uh, wrote me that uh, and sent me a big. Billboard that was up in Madrid, one of the cities. Uh, it just unfortunately United Artists uh, putzed out. They ran out of money. One bust. Mm. A good book I read called Final Cut, kind of how uh, <laughs> how uh, Chimino bankrupted uh, United Artists. Wow. And it's a genius. They should have released his four hour version. It's great.
0: Yeah, I heard there's like so much footage that was cut out of the film. Because, I mean, I love the film. I think it's a great idea and everything. And then when I heard there's a four-hour version, I went, where? (laughs) I want to see this version.
2: Yes, they should put it on Netflix now. Hey, the Scorsese uh, movie, uh, as long as it was, was wonderful. Uh, Yeah. Right? That was totally engrossing. And maybe you you can't watch the whole thing all at once. You've got to take a pee if you're old or Maybe you want to get a little booze or something, but you know, it's a, it's a wonderful film Mm -hmm. as long as it is. It's terrific. Yes. If you want to see a great satire of uh, raging bull, my brother made a movie called when nature calls a comedy that uh, was many years before grindhouse by uh, Quentin and uh, uh, the guy from Texas and um, uh, uh, it's hilarious. And, and, and uh, it, it purports to show a drive-in show with uh, some trailers and then a, a nature film uh, when nature calls. And then, uh, uh, you know, sort of like a, an, an evening at a grindhouse, which is what I think Quentin wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, my brother's film <laughs> was a low budget movie. Quentin's movie was 60 million bucks. So my brother's was real. Uh, and the public got it. And anyway, there, there's a trailer called raising, Rage, "Raging Bullshit," <laughs> <laughs> and it makes fun of uh, uh, "Raging uh, 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 Raging Bull." And it's just hilarious. Nice. "Raging Bull." Every other word was "fuck," "fuck shit," "fuck," "fuck," "fuck." And so my brother did a, a takeoff where the he, he makes a he does a scene that looks like "Raging Bull." Uh, uh, with a guy who looks like De Niro and, and, you know, kind of similar to the movie. And every other word is beep. And the, the MPAA made us cut out. They let uh, Scorsese keep all the fucks and the shits and the cunts and all that. Uh, no problem for them. But we had to cut out beep. And their, their thinking was that the beep, uh, the public knew what the beeps meant. So therefore, they had to be removed if we wanted to get an R rating. But uh, Scorsese had no problem. So uh, this is uh, ma- you're learning a major lesson about uh, the downside of being an independent distributor. Wow! You know, kind of hurt my brother's career. They just they hurt Troma's career. You know, they, they that's how they did it. They one of the reasons there are no independent uh, movie studios is the MPAA, mm. uh, the U.S. Congress, uh, the FCC who have have, uh, uh, created uh, a landscape where only a few uh, uh, of the uh, international media conglomerates and the governments uh, uh, own the whole uh, industry. Pretty
0: much, yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, there are 8 billion people in the world who don't watch, who don't pay for movies. Uh, They pay for them, but they don't license the movies. Mm -hmm. South America, China, Southeast Asia. As I say, they're probably... uh, I don't mean eight eight billion because I think that's the world population. But uh, there's a good five billion people who, who are paying for our movies, but they don't pay us. They pay the bootleggers mm-hmm. every movies. Every movie we've ever made or distribute are bootlegged in China. And sometimes the packaging is much nicer than ours. <laughs> the Poultry guys, In fact, the Poultry guys' packaging was so good. uh We used the Chinese bootleg packaging, which (laughs) came out before our uh, movie came out on video. Uh, We we pirated the Chinese... uh, (laughs) Nice. uh, (laughs) ...PD cover. (laughs) It's uh, it's, uh, very discouraging. It's really... The world has evolved into kind of an autocratic, elitist... Uh, and yes, uh, maybe we do have a democracy, but it's still he who has the gold rules. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Biden doesn't talk about, uh, or if he does, I, who am a major victim of, for 50 years, I hear nothing about. Uh, hey, we should stop China from uh, bootlegging all the American independent movies because they don't care, right? Disney is okay with China, Sony's okay with China. Uh, mm-hmm. Japanese company, of course. Yeah, not Jewish owned, by the way, Mr. Uh, uh, what's his name? David David uh, uh, Chappell. David Chappelle, you fuck. Uh, Sony is is uh, Japanese. Uh, uh, the uh, he, uh, the the news company which owns Fox. That's mm-hmm. Australian. Uh, uh, tell me who. Where are all the Jews, Mr. Chappelle? Mr. M- uh, Chappelle, who makes fun of Shabbat Shalom. He says, "Who?" Oh, I- all my Jewish friends, they would go to Shanana. <laughs> and everybody would laugh at Saturday Night Live. Fuck you, Saturday Night Live, for airing that. You added to the anti-Semitic. Uh... Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough about. Uh... <laughs> well, <laughs> I, will let, I will let
0: you know that I added. I, I saw that uh, Nature Calls is on Trauma now, so I have added it to my list to watch because that Absolutely. actually sounds a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> my brother is brilliant. And also he made a movie called Mother's
0: Day. That one I love. I love yeah. Mother's Day. Yes, uh, that That's was Eli
2: Roth's favorite horror film the yes. of all the world. Eli Roth targets uh, Mother's Day as his favorite, and I interviewed him. It's somewhere on YouTube, or might might be on uh, Trauma YouTube, uh, where uh, Eli says that uh, he talks a lot about it, and he talks about my sisters' art directing Susan Coffin, who also art directed for. Um, uh, uh, when nature calls, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. She is, she's on uh, uh, Mrs. Maisel. She does that now.
0: Oh she's, wow, she's working on Mrs. Maisel. Wow.
2: Yeah. Beloved, uh, 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 I I think they'll go. I think it's on hiatus, but they've been on it for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And her beloved uh, is on uh, is now on uh, Succession. But I oh think wow Going back to Mrs. Maisel. When it, uh, continues. Fifty third season.
0: <laughs> so let me ask—I I mean, the inevitable question to ask: What what inspired? I, I think I can take a wild guess as to what inspired, but what did inspire the creation of Trauma Films?
2: Well, we made some movies, and we kept getting—how uh, should I say it—screwed uh, <laughs> uh, 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 by the. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say
0: you could say fucked on here. I mean, yeah, definitely, you know. You know
2: I went to Yale University. I like to use good, good uh, King's <laughs> English, like screwed. I think that's a biblical word in the uh, yes. Old Testament. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at any rate, uh, uh, you know, what? Uh, we decided we better learn distribution. Uh, we couldn't do any worse. So uh, when it came time for Squeeze Play, uh, we uh, set up trauma. And uh, to try to distribute ourselves. And we got very lucky because at that very moment, the multi uh, theaters, the multiplexes, were uh, it was a uh, tsunami of multiplexes and they didn't have enough movies. So, uh, uh, AMC, that now bankrupt AMC, they gave us uh, a sneak preview in Norfolk, Virginia. And uh, Squeeze Play played for a weekend sneak preview with uh the in-laws and the audiences oh Oh, wow (laughs) just apparently uh, loved it so the next monday amc uh, asked us to provide 100 prints they wanted to play it all over oh wow didn't have any money we only had one print so (laughs) we had to kind of you know we played one theater and after a few weeks we get a check and uh and slowly but surely, we built up to a, a lot of prints. And uh, AMC was a, a big supporter of Troma, as mm-hmm. was United Artists Theatre, as was uh, Martin Theatres and Stuart Neverett. And, and all these uh, regional chains have all been swallowed up by uh, the giant chains. And, um, and now it's OK for uh, the big uh, studios to own movie theaters, uh, which further... Uh, leads to uh, oligopoly so uh, uh unfortunately there are no theaters available to us other than thanks to our fans uh, if i direct a movie i can get about 200 theaters around the country but other than new york and la we only get like a night or uh, two night, you know a weekend at each theater so i'm like uh willie Loman in death of a salesman i'm running mm. out one night stands which is wonderful i get to meet people like you and i learn a lot and uh i stay in the trenches and i i can see what people like and what they don't like and uh and i get suggestions from you fans and so you know it's it's, it's okay but uh, uh you know i think shakespeare Street Storm could have run for a week and would have you know developed some word of mouth and could have done very very well
0: i think so honestly too because like i said i and mean, it's i and mean, I, I love your films anyway because there's some like i said there's so much fun but i had such a blast with uh hashtag shakespeare shit so that i was immediately telling all my friends if this comes out on on media or if it comes back or if it's come to your town buy a fucking ticket and go see this thing you have to but see this to ask, believe it
2: could you please ask why doesn't texas theaters just go and play it again see what happens
0: I'm sure they would have no problem. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's fun.
2: Ask Barack to do an experiment. Play it one Friday night just by itself. See what. See if anybody, you know, we we will help promote it. Uh, but without anybody showing up, just, uh, you know, see if, if word of mouth worked. And, uh, uh, you know, I bet she does all right. In fact, I, I, yeah, tell, I... him, tell him he can keep all the money for that one night. <laughs> Right. Let's see how it does. We'll let him keep all the money.
0: OK, I actually know a couple of people who work at the Texas theater. I'm going to run that by them and see what happens. Good. So, yeah,
2: they're very nice there. And Barack, who owns the theater or who runs the theater yeah. uh, for Troma, and uh, uh, he's made a couple of films. I acted in one of them or maybe two of them. And uh, he's a great guy. And he, yeah, loves, he is like you. He loves Troma, but he wants to make money. But I think, and, and so as a result, he only runs a movie if I direct it and if I come, which I can't keep doing. I'm going to be dead soon. But <laughs> I think that hashtag shitstone, based on what you and I observed, I think it would do well just on its own to try it one night mm-hmm. and tell clock he can keep all the money.
0: Yeah, I'll have to run that by him there, definitely. Because I, 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 even. My co-host, who's not with me tonight, you know, we've always talked about if we ever won the lottery, one thing we would do is we would open a movie theater that would run the films that don't get the love that they deserve. And there's like tons of trauma films that are on
2: that list. (laughs) Well, that's a great uh, great idea, and I think you could do very well doing mm-hmm. that, because there's so many movies that are wonderful. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, maybe the same kind of thing as Stroma. They run a weekend or one night, and, uh, you know, we get a couple of weeks in L.A. and New York, but we don't get any support anywhere else other than one night. You know, so here I am. I'm like a vaudevillian going from town to town. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now one of my also uh, personal favorite uh, memories growing up is the uh, is the animated series the Toxic Crusaders and it, right. it, yeah it loved back. loved that show. I was so sad when it got canceled I was like no I want more Toxie
2: well Arrested Development got canceled you know a lot of good yeah. shows were canceled uh, a family guy got canceled but the they mm-hmm. brought it back uh, by the way because of the cabillion dollar reimagining of Trauma of a Toxic Avenger by Legendary. Uh, A lot of uh, uh, Toxic Crusaders uh, toys and uh, Toxic Avenger toys are coming back. They're out. Uh, Super 7 and Trick or Treat. and Yeah,
0: I saw that the uh, action figures from the animated series were coming out, and I actually got very excited to see those in the flesh again. I was
2: like, oh, they're back. Funko's doing stuff. There's about eight companies doing great stuff. But I think it's because of the, uh, the uh, Toxic Avenger big budget reimagining by, uh, by uh, Macon Blair. And uh, he has totally recreated Toxic Avenger. It's a re- more than a reimagining. It's, it's, you know, my version is great or our version. Sorry, Michael, hers is my version because Michael hers is co-directed. Uh, right. Our version is great. And uh, Macon Blair's is, is uh, toxorific. I'm not allowed to talk much about it
0: because of Yeah, it. I kind of figured that you, you couldn't because of it, you know, still being under wraps and everything. I just, I, I honestly don't need to see a trailer for it. I was, first of all, I was, I was kind of nervous about you know, the remake of re- when I heard there was a big budget remake because Toxie's got a big place in my heart. But then when I heard Peter Dinklage was cast in the role, that's all I needed to hear. I was immediately like, "I'm sold." And then I heard Kevin Bacon was in it, and
2: I went, "I'm definitely sold." <laughs> well, Macon, Macon Blair is a brilliant director. It, uh, uh, he, he he's uh, written uh, 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 Murder Party and The Green Room, but he made he directed one movie uh, with uh, uh, Wood with uh, uh, Wood, whatever his name is. Anyway, it's it's called I Don't Feel Safe in This World Anymore. Uh, I want
0: That's on my list to see. Yeah, I've heard about it's that different. one.
2: It's on uh, Netflix, I
0: think. Yeah, I've, that's been getting a lot of positive word of mouth. Yeah.
2: I believe it won uh, Sundance. But anyway, any rate, uh, uh, what's his name? He does a lot of work with uh, uh, Wood, a young guy named Wood, who's producer movies too. A movie star. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Anyway, uh, he's great, and they put together a wonderful cast for uh, Toxic Avenger with naturally uh, 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 sure can't remember, but, uh, Paige, Taylor Taylor
0: mm-hmm.
2: T a y l o u r Page, she's terrific, and um, you know the cast is great. Bacon, uh, they all and they all love the movie, and James Gunn told me that uh, Kevin Bacon loves uh, the movie and you know kevin is uh working with uh, jay i've never met no i did well i kind of ran into him once, but i don't i sh- shouldn't i should say mr bacon is working with uh james gunn uh so uh apparently he thinks it's a great movie So
0: awesome yeah i i honestly can't wait to see it i, I can't wait to see what they do with it and uh See, as ridiculous as the idea sounds, Peter Dinklage as Toxia. It's like, I need to see that to believe it. So I'd, I'd definitely be there opening weekend uh, for that one. But yet, I mean, Toxic Avenger was my gateway drug, if you could call it, for uh, trauma films. Um, because I you know saw the box in the video store, and I was like, okay, this... I mean even even at a young age I was you know a fan of stuff like you know the old creature feature shows they used to show on my local uh television network and everything
2: Where, and, where was that in Texas?
0: No actually I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area so I grew up with uh watching Bob Wilkins on Creature Feature. Uh-huh. And I remember seeing the box in a video store and I'm like okay this has got my curiosity and so I used my hard earned allowance to rent this movie um my parents were taken aback a little bit at it first because the <laughs> the violence level in it but they got won over by it also and had so much fun with it and i was just like at that point whenever i saw the troma logo i purposely would rent it to watch it because i was like okay if this is anything like toxic avenger then i'm in for a treat
2: well thanks roy i really appreciate it please thank your parents you got it i certainly <laughs> I'm will <laughs> to, uh, thank them, give them a special uh, trauma handshake.
0: Got it. <laughs> um, so, I also want to, to uh, ask just
2: just a couple
0: more questions well, here. I
2: would like to mention to your audience: yeah. the uh, movie business is a scummy business, and oh, I can, yeah, bad. That the fact that I, having been in this business for 50 years, and uh, haven't had any uh, scandals knock on wood and haven't had any lawsuits uh uh why do i have to sign an nda a non-disclosure agreement? <laughs> but apparently that's everybody I, I worked on as you mentioned rocky saturday night fever uh um uh, final countdown and i've been around making movies for over 50 years with a very little uh, uh, conflict what in God's name uh, requires a seventy-seven-year-old guy uh, to have to? It's said what an insult. But uh, it know. kind of is,
0: especially since that's your baby. I mean, <laughs> <you> <laughs> gave you, birth.
2: You think of
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you gave birth to the Toxic <laughs> Avenger, and now you're being told yeah, you can't talk about your baby.
2: Yeah. And that—that's a whole new thing now. And uh, the people who are uh, financing Toxie, they are lovely people. They're great. Uh, they couldn't be nicer. But I guess this is the world they live in—that they're scared uh, their uh, fellow, uh, their, how do you call them? Their um, compatriots are going to uh, steal their script or something. I, I don't—I don't get that. I, you know, I got no problem. I'm uh, send scripts around they send movies around what the hell no i mean really
0: <laughs> and, and it's it's amazing how hollywood has just morphed into what it is it really is i mean there's 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 times where i hear stuff and i'm just like really like when i was told that you had to sign the uh the, the NDA for toxic avenger i was like but he's the creator why, why does he
2: have to, why do he have to it's sign a non-disclosure <laughs> agreement over it it's it's a symptom of, of this malaise, this, you know, and it's in the whole society with the Democrats and the Republicans and the Congress, you know, people stealing all they can and the inside uh, trading. And then, uh, uh, you know, it's just it's it's just nobody trusts anybody. And, and it's just unnecessary, you know. But mm-hmm. what, what in God's name am I going to do? Somebody sent me a, a show uh, uh, for a movie, a Broadway producer who produced uh, a big show on Broadway, actually uh, based on the movie with the uh, monster and sh- the guy in stripes uh, uh, it was kind of a funny horror movie with uh, a, a very good actor. You know it
0: uh, uh, I uh, have a wreck of my brain because I remember I haven't seen the Broadway show yet of Toxic Avenger, but i trying to remember who was in the cast.
2: This isn't the Broadway musical of Toxic Avenger. This oh, it
0: isn't? It isn't Toxic Avenger. Okay, so it's, it's a different one. movie
2: uh, called, uh, oh, crap. guy, kind of a monstery-looking clownish guy in stripes. Oh, yeah. Terrifier? No, no, that's a huge hit. I wish I had made <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> I, couldn't, I could not watch. But no, no, this is a big Broadway uh, hit based on a musical. Uh, starring, uh, uh, based on a movie, rather, it's a musical based on a movie starring, uh, the guy in, uh, 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 uh Home Dead or Home.
0: Oh, is it, uh, you said in Stripes, is it Beetlejuice? Yes, Beetlejuice. Okay.
2: Producer sends me a, a script, uh, you know, big time producer, send me a script. I'm supposed to sign an NDA. I, I, and I asked my family, What What do you think about that? I've been doing this. They said, You better sign it. So I signed it. But, like, frankly, I was in, I was insulted. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a narcissist. Of course, I'm insulted. <laughs> Everything's about me, including Roy Buckingham. Thank you, thank you so much for your uh, attention and fandom. And I hope this interview is of use to you.
0: Oh, it definitely. What this this is this is a bucket list item, to be honest with you, because I never thought I would meet the man who is responsible for a lot of my 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 fun. You know. Well, childhood memories and also my introduction to the world of cult cinema and outside the box cinema and independent cinema as well so i
2: very much. I, I probably have to jump off pretty soon yeah i kind of figured uh, another session if you'd like but uh, i don't have a lot of time right now no problem i thank you for again, the time just that you gave me or email me and uh, We'll do it again. Your questions are great and all that kind of stuff.
0: I would definitely love to. Again, thank you so much for your time. And again, to our listeners, if you've not signed up for Trauma Now, what are you waiting for? Uh, The first 30 days are free for crying out loud. And then after that, it's $4.99 a month. Or if you want to kick in for the whole year, it's only $50. That's that's a fraction of what you're going to pay over the year for Netflix or crying out loud. And you get access to so much on there and it it's so much fun and uh if you got an iphone or an android it's available on there it's on the fire stick it's on the roku i mean you name it so uh definitely sign up for it. you won't regret it it's so much fun
2: right, thank you so much uh, that was thank beautiful. you i wish i, I wish i would have recorded that that was an excellent <laughs> voiceover person god knows how much they charge <laughs> so, Roy, thank you very much. And uh, to the good people of Texas, especially uh, Dallas, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, talk to you soon, I hope.
0: I hope so, too. Thank you again for your time.
2: Best wishes to you and uh, Merry Toxmas, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Toxmas. <Talksmus. laughs> thank you for laughing. <laughs> Cheers.
1: Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box. But look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.Troma.com is your home for everything from Roy Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals, everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.trauma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky.